mobile business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ. They are off their session highs. It is an update. We have got just about 13 minutes to go ahead of the closing bell as we wrap up trading after a turbulent week. Right now, the S&P up 14 to 23.79. That is a gain of six-tenths of one percent. So the S&P on track for a losing week. The Dow up 127 points, up six-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up 25, a gain of four-tenths of one percent. The yield on the 10-year, 2.23 percent. Gold up three dollars the ounce to 12.55, up two-tenths of one percent. And West Texas Intermediate Crude up 97 cents a barrel to 50.32. That is a gain of two percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Much appreciated. Thank you so much, Charlie. It is time for the Bloomberg ETF report brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility, minimum volatility strategies may be able to help. To learn more, please visit BlackRock.com slash factors prepared by BlackRock Investments, LLC. Here with the Bloomberg ETF report, Bloomberg's Catherine Cowdery. Getting attention matters in the ETF industry. After all, it's not easy to stand out in a growing field of 2,000 U.S. listed products. Bloomberg's Rachel Evans on how a new ETF is trying to emerge from the crowd. The really interesting thing about this fund is that it has an unusual ticker, shall we say. We've seen other funds try to kind of encapsulate the kind of ethos of their ETF within the catchy ticker like Hack or like Whiskey that came out last year. But this fund is going for something a little bit more unusual. It's using the acronym SHAG, S-H-A-G. S-H is for short. And AG for Aggregate Bond Fund. Its full name is the Wisdom Tree Barclays Yield Enhanced U.S. Short-Term Aggregate Bond Fund. SHAG is a smart beta fixed income ETF. So they're uh, encouraging investors to buy this fund as a play uh, to deal with the rising interest rate environment. Uh, this is a, a fund that purports to be able to balance kind of risk and returns. SHAG was launched this week and has total assets of about $5 million with an expense ratio of 12 basis points. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery. Thank you very much, Catherine Cowdery. Well, the Bloomberg VC wrap coming up is brought to you by Eisner Amper. When finding the right business structure, evaluation, or raising money, or even getting tax advice, life science entrepreneurs turn to the accountants and advisors at Eisner Amper. Disco, that's fantastic stuff. Peter Bell joins us right now, senior advisor of Highland Capital Partners, talking about uh, uh, the notion of digital transformation. And, and, and Peter, uh, uh, is this sort of a, a general investment theme that you've got? Yeah, I mean, we see major enterprises, um, you know, they're all, you know, every one of these businesses now either, um, you know, already a tech business or wants to become a tech business. And, you know, the digital the word you digital transformation, you know, how are they going to really become data, data driven organizations? Um, you know, they're re architecting, um, their entire information stack. And, uh, you know, you, you, you guys have been talking a lot about what's happening in cloud and with Amazon and Salesforce. 
Uh, and it's a, it's a big, you know, challenge, but a big opportunity for many of these companies. But, you know, I do think it's kind of interesting if we look at the investment environment. And you're right, Peter. Corey and I spent a lot of time talking with, you know, very early stage startups, young companies who may or may not make it. But I do wonder if, as we look at our equity universe, and certainly for investors who are looking at, you know, publicly held stocks, you know, how many of these iconic brands that have been around forever will not be around forever because things are, and I hate to overuse this, but things, industries are being disrupted. Things are changing in terms of how we do it, and that a lot of it is because of technology and uh, the digital world. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, I think many of these, you know, existing companies, um, if they don't uh, transform how they do business, if they don't transform, you know, how they process information, how they make decisions, how they innovate, how do they recruit, you know, they're going to go by the wayside. And if you look at the growth rates of, you know, some of these, you know, next generation tech companies, it's it's amazing. And if you look at the, the market caps, um, you know, in the public sector, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, I think investors realize that there's a new generation of companies being built. You know, I spend most of my time, you know, kind of with early stage companies. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, we have a lot of work to do to, to build these companies, but it's a really uh, exciting time. It's also, you know, obviously a very challenging time in terms of, you know, a lot going on in the world um, and a lot of uh, various data points. So you have to right. get comfortable, you know, really with the kind of, you know, the, 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 the time frame you know, needs to be, uh, you know, appreciated because these don't get built overnight. So if I may just follow up for a moment. So when you look at a company like Amazon, if you look at a company like Tesla, are these companies that you can often raise many questions about their business model or their road to profitability? But are these companies that you, and I know you said you focus on early stage startups, are these companies, though, that you think investors should have um, exposure to? Absolutely. I mean, Amazon, uh, I was just in Seattle uh, Wednesday uh, earlier this week, and just amazing, uh, you know, just in terms of, you know, I just admire Jeff, you know, in terms of his vision of the world and to go from this, you know, kind of bookstore online to really being, you know, the juggernaut today in cloud computing and then sort of the leader in, you know, AI. It's just, it's just amazing what they do both for consumers but also for for enterprises and uh, and Tesla the same way. I mean, you get you know if you drive a Tesla, one it's great for the environment, but sort of the experience is much like you know when I got my Tesla last year was the first time I got a Mac. It just it's yes a Mac's a computer, but it was just different. Um, and the Tesla is just different. And the you know kind of the underpinnings of these companies uh, and the the opportunity ahead of if you think about where the world's going from an automation from an autonomous vehicle. Uh, from an AI machine learning, I mean, these companies are just so well positioned and they somehow have figured out how to kind of get the, the decision making timeline, um, much quicker than say a typically, you know, typical large company and the kind of, I'll call it the talent that they're able to assemble. They're just re- you know, machines for the best, you know, the best and brightest want to be part of these companies. Well, except in the case of in the case of both companies, actually, a lot of people don't want to be part of those companies. They both have reputations for being very difficult places to work that burn through a lot of workers, uh, uh, and and yeah. at least in Silicon Valley, there's a lot more competition. Well, uh, I don't have the exact stat from the the number of uh, applications for Amazon and the number of their hiring, but yes, I'm sure it's a difficult place to work, 
most things in life that are worthwhile are actually pretty difficult. So, um, you know, but so, I, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not suggesting anyone should, you know, people have to decide what, what companies, what type of industries, what type of cultures fit, but they're doing something right because um, when I was sitting uh, in Seattle um, at a coffee shop and I was talking to a bunch of young people and they were all there for their Amazon interview day, they seemed to be excited to be even considered. So maybe that's a small sample set, um, but my friends, I've had friends who have been at Amazon for 10 plus years and they love working there. But I, yeah, I read the same article that maybe you read last year in New York Times, so I'm sure it's not right for everybody, much like Apple's not right for everybody, but still a great business. Google, same great business. Um, you that's know, the old line about Apple uh, in Silicon Valley. Is, the old line was that everyone wants yeah. to get inside of Apple and everyone inside of Apple wants to get out. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, hey, exactly. Peter, just got 30 seconds left here. You say you are investing sure, in sure. early or looking at early startup companies. Just quickly, maybe one or two trends that you think investors should be keeping an eye on it and, and got about 25 seconds here. Yeah, I think one is, is cybersecurity. I mean, it, you know, we saw, you know, kind of last week with the, you know, ransomware attacks and the want to cry. It's just, you know, very challenging, you know, very challenging for security professionals in terms of solving all these problems, a number of really interesting companies who are out there that I think, uh, you know, are, are worth looking at. And I think uh, the idea of automation, of, you know, kind of what you see in robotics, you see it in my world in kind of enterprise computing. You know, those are the two trends that I'm really tracking and most excited about. Great stuff. Peter Bell, Senior Advisor, Highland Capital Partners, joining us on the phone. Listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg.